Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And moose, moose, moose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's fine. Well, I, I can remember it. Yeah, I can remember it. Don't worry. We're all good. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and welcome once again to the H and J Daily. Thanks for downloading us. This is some of the uh, highlights of uh, this afternoon's show, and we have Ben Ryan uh, coming. Ben was the coach of Fiji when yeah. they won the gold Golden. medal in the rugby sevens. That's right. It's a fascinating story. He's got. He's told it in his new book, and he was here to tell us all about that. Less fascinating, but always fun, was the moose. Yeah, the moose is in Russia, and um, yeah, he finally basically got out of his chair and stopped eating for 10 minutes, and <laughs> it's, it's taken its toll, as it's you will a, hear. It's a miracle. We played One Size uh, Fits All with a couple yeah, of listeners. It one that was a great advert for motivational speaking <laughs> Tremendous. to himself. It's true. And we had a bit of a chat. We, we, uh, we didn't completely last agree night's, on last night's yeah, game. but. Right. Uh, well, it's a game of opinions, John. Very much so. So uh, we had a chat as well. So that's all here. Hope you enjoy it. So it's uh, seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Never mind uh, Michael Oliver and his decisions. I, yeah. What was he wearing underneath his shoulders? Shoulder on his shirt? Is he? I think he was channeling Joan Collins in Dynasty. Was he a little shoulder pads? Two little shoulder on? pads. Very strange. In Dynasty, a popular American drama series of the eighties. Kids, yeah. It's a new there. thing now. I've decided that I'm going to. Decipher all my references in future. Yeah. So people under 40 can sort of Google it well, and I've catch got to be up honest, later. You were a bit upset yesterday. I mean, I've never known you so upset. You said the words Diddy David Hamilton yesterday. And <laughs> yeah. to a certain yeah. demographic of the audience, they'll yeah. know immediately the, the voice of Fulham, a continuity announcer, DJ for many years. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. In the gallery, of course, with the kids, with the Muppet babies. <laughs> thousand yard stare we get. didn't know it. And all. Andy was most put out they'd never heard of Diddy David. I'm saying, well, for goodness sake, give him a break. I'm, uh, you're, you're not very understanding. No, when no, it that's comes what I've decided that. to do. It's a service to history. Yeah, I've decided yeah. to uh, to do that. Mm. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the game last night. I thought it was a, a terrific game. I, you know, look, I, I think it was a penalty. Most people do. I think it's fair enough. But I just think that this game management. Yeah, you can argue he was right to send um, um, Buffon off. He yeah. was in his face. He was touching him. Yeah, you could say that. But if he got the yellow card out quickly. Then, if Buffon had kept going, then he could have red carded mm. him. It wasn't good game management by him. And, you know, at the end of the day, he took too long. And you could see by the time he was so flustered, and he, this, you often get this with Oliver, this panic in his face, mm. this sort of redness. And then he can't get the card out quick enough for the red. Get away from me. Get away. I don't, like that. I don't think he's one of the nah. worst doing that, Andy. I just I, thought I it was poor. referees that really do that far more. Well, look, he, if I, he'd given him a yellow, nobody would have said anything. You know, you have to make some allowance for the game situation. It wasn't like he gave the penalty in the 10th minute this was in the 93rd minute mm. you know they're 3-0 down it's going to make all the difference it's his last game you do have to just make some allowance if you're if you're a good referee it's man management you just give him the yellow if he still carries on give him the red I just thought he was too quick to give him the red he's a young ref and he's looking to make his way and I'm sure he'd like to do the next World Cup and he probably thought as he stand there being mm. sort of knocked about pushed from the back screaming in his face and he's experienced that before as everybody has seen of course is because the Joe Hart moment has gone viral and mm. they've said well why wasn't that a red but you know he won't get punished by FIFA because technically he did the right thing know, had he given the yellow he probably would have got away with it as well because he may have used some of the no he would have done he the circumstances that yeah. you mentioned there but mm. there is a bigger picture to this which we will come on to mm. uh, very shortly because I think Buffon uh, yeah, well, look, we'll come on to that in a moment when Matt Scott joins us. We wonder if, uh, looking at the big picture, whether it was a bad move uh, to send off. 
It's such a high profile. No, player. no, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, exactly. But some of the other thoughts from the game. Douglas Costa. I mean, he's a brilliant player. Obviously, he's a fantastic. But he, he's, a, he's incredibly annoying. And he did that thing that you know what players do after they've done a terrible pass. Mm. He basically played a ball to Matuidi, who didn't. He sort of pointed him to run for. He played it five yards behind him. Yeah, and then sort of pointed in the direction where he should have gone, which would have been pointless because he passed it five yards behind. <laughs> but they always do that. And I reckon, I've got a bit of breaking news, by oh, the way. Lisa was just telling us that Zarnell Hughes. Uh, at one gold in the 200 metres. Oh, Unfortunately, no. he's been disqualified. Oh, so what a run, except he was disqualified. What a shame. That yeah. is a shame. Oh, anyway, so we don't well, quite know the circumstances. At least we'll tell you why. It's only the Commonwealth Games. That was a little bad. I'm sure that's the way he's viewing it at the moment. <laughs> well, he should tears by the side of the No, no, he should view it that okay, way. Okay, well, fair enough. I, <laughs> what did I have the thought? Oh, yeah, because England are in with a chance of winning the be- a beach volleyball medal. Oh, yeah. And if well. they do, I've decided the Commonwealth Games should be disbanded forever. <laughs> Sorry. Is that right? Well, it obviously can't be a very high standard if England are going to win a, a medal at beach volleyball. Wow, Where great. do they practice? Brighton. They should definitely have you over there. You should have been our man at the Commonwealth <laughs> Games. Like this sort of curmudgeon. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, What's at, the Commonwealth? Well, you, yeah, what, you can, you well I like the Commonwealth. Looking at uh, Higuain last night, I, think, yeah. I honestly think I am quicker than Higuain. Really? Not over two yards, which is very important for a striker. Mm. Yeah. But I reckon I'd do him in 100 metres. <laughs> He's so slow. It's incredible. Uh, what, so, so what about 60 metres? Yeah, he'd, you think he'd be, anything he'd be over in, two yards. Basically. Anything over two, he'd be in front for the first two or three yards, and then you, and you'd, then I'd take you'd him. catch him up. Mm. If only we could make that happen. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I can't think in any circle. We look, we'll contact his people. We got a guy here, and he's in his sixties, and he thinks you're so slow. Or you actually tell your man you think he's so slow that he would like, to do it in a thermal like, vest. He'll do it in his thermal vest. And once, once uh, Gonzalo will stop laughing, <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be up for this. So let's see if we can make it happen. Andy. I'm and not, uh, I'm not hoping. Good of uh, Kayla Navas to make David De Gea's price go up again. That was a tremendous yeah. bit of goalkeeping. Yeah. you actually thought he'd been fouled because it was so incompetent. Yeah. And then when you saw it from behind, no, he just bottled it completely. A couple of sensational games in the uh, in the mm. Champions League this week. We're going to head to Italy a little bit later on. Uh, the owner of uh, Roma got a little bit too excited and is probably going to pick up a 500 quid fine, which I think he's kind of dealt with anyway. We'll tell you why a little bit later on if you haven't seen that story. Isn't it amazing, though, that people in football at the highest, highest level don't know the rules? I mean, how can Sergio Ramos sit on the bench? Somebody at Madrid, him, somebody must know. If you're suspended, yeah. you cannot go anywhere near the bench. Basically, he was like the assistant coach. Ah, and he's banned, isn't he? For the next, he's got another ban now for the next. Ge- oh, next has he really? Yeah, uh, yeah he went down there and uh, was kind of directing traffic, wasn't he? He was working oh, with Zidane. Isn't it? And talking of sanctioned PSG, we're going to talk about this later. They may be sanctioned by UEFA. They're not very happy about it. No. But I, you know, I don't know why. What's well, they're wrong? denying it. That's why. Yeah, but we'll come on to that in a moment. What's wrong with the Qatari tourist board spending 120 million to persuade fans to go there on holiday? I know I'm going. After watching them play Real Madrid, it's the first thing I wanted really? to do. Really? After yeah. Qatar on holiday? I'm sure you have a cracking time, Andy. <laughs> no, that's true. That figure's true. No company in the world, no tourist board, would spend that much with one organisation. Well, we're going to talk about that next in a bit more detail. We're going to talk about why Michael Oliver, playing the long game man, just queered his pitch with UEFA. And also, uh, Gianni Infantino, the uh, FIFA president, uh, wants to get $25 billion I think it's $25 billion together mm. from various parts of the world where there is money like that, China, uh, petrodollars, etc., and put on some new tournaments. What we really need is some new tournaments in the windows where there aren't tournaments. Yeah, I think the footballers, the top footballers, need to play more. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that comes across really in uh, every time we have a World Cup, <laughs> doesn't it? More football could is definitely Could you be more needed. greedy? You just couldn't, could you? Uh, well, it will go into grassroots, so it's quite difficult to, um, <laughs> to argue with. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Yes, uh, it's official. Frank Warren, as Toby was just telling you, has announced that Tyson Fury mm. will be back June the 9th at the Manchester Arena. And we're able to catch up with uh, Tyson Fury a little bit later on in the show. His press conference run a little bit later than planned. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try and have a chat with him later on. The uh, Daily Star, who do love, love, absolutely love a World Cup scare story. They've done everything. They've, they've, they can't Packs be of wild dogs. 
Male hooligans. Mosquitoes, you name it. Yeah. Any, anything, Stadiums anything, disappearing into yeah, the mud. The grass isn't going to be grown. Everything everything you could possibly imagine is going to happen. You, you can't even imagine how the tournament could even take place. But and I pointedly said male um, football hooligans because this is today's story, isn't it? It is. England football fans face a new menace at the World Cup in Russia. Gangs of female ultras with model looks. Willing to fight to the death, apparently. Wow. One girl brawler threatened last night. We'll be waiting for our foreign guests. Sure, you don't mean just English guests. Um, they boast flooring an opponent is as easy as making beetroot soup, a traditional Russian dish, they point out <laughs> helpfully. Do you mean borscht? This all sounds very well brilliant, researched, Andy. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, they've even got an editorial on it as... Uh, there's a new menace. Gangs of marauding hooli girl thugs are vowing to give our supporters a kicking as well. And judging by the footage of them in action, they mean business. Worse still, these female ultras will regularly join forces with their male counterparts to double the carnage, just yeah. in case. It's no laughing matter, though. Well, it wouldn't be, really, let's be no. honest. Male or female, these jobs must be dealt with properly. Fans should be able to enjoy the World Cup without fear. This means Russian authorities must act now to ensure our supporters are safe. The best way is to find these gangs and lock them up. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure they'll take a lot of notice of that, as they do for everything from, that comes from England. The, uh, the Moose, Brilliant. I don't know if he's in Moscow. We'll chat to him later. I don't know if he's seen any hooli girls with model looks. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll find so, out. It seem it, unlikely. It doesn't sound like he's been set upon. It's all gone very quietly for him so far, mm. thankfully. I was trying to think what other scare stories they could come up with, and I couldn't really come up with any, but you might be able to. And yeah, we, talk to Paul We can pass them on to Jerry Lawton. He loves them. Yeah, if you just, you know, half-truth or something, they could they can see if there's anything mm. in it. They can, they can look into it for you. So have you got a World Cup scare story this afternoon you'd like just to start um, talk sport it's fake news of course literally mm. talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J now we saw some pictures of the Villa players after their game the other night their 1-0 win against Cardiff uh, with Prince William and one was it them, before or after I mean, yeah, all the papers are saying it's before but to me it looks like after I mean why would he, I, I can't know. imagine it's, he'd go so in what there what I'm be- about to say it's not really relevant no no but I can't imagine he'd go in there before the he game he gave him a pep talk did he yeah. maybe it was he went in for a pre-match uh, pep talk and it mm. was like Barry Fry it's like Reedy when <laughs> really? they did that Sunderland documentary <laughs> effing and jeffing and throwing cups about yeah. But, um, yeah, Prince William went in and saw them. I would imagine he'd be pictured with the team after the game, wouldn't he? I know, because it was after the game, because... um, It looked like after the game to me, the way the players were dressed and, you know, just showered and everything. But we'll see. Um, Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, no, that's not what I was going to say. You've you've taken us down a route where Jack Grealish gave him his shirt, so he was there (laughs) before... Let's say he was there before and after, yeah? He was before for the pep talk. (laughs) Half-time. He was was there, he was there. He was basically on the pitch for 20. You happy now? The reason I bring this up is that uh, Mili Yedinak was pictured there. And um, have you seen his beard? That is some beard. I was quite quite envious, actually. Now, surely, if you're you're a striker and you're... You know, I'm sure Alan Shearer, he would have done this you're there you're waiting to kind of get the upper hand pull never mind pulling his shirt <laughs> pull his beard i mean yeah. you get hold of his beard from a corner he's not getting off the ground is he <laughs> not really no and who's gonna see it well i mean i don't, well, I don't think know you would you would see it because basically <laughs> pulling him by the beard <laughs> i think no, you've noticed well, you can do anything on the old blind side of the ref can't you if you <laughs> try hard you enough as you can yeah but um i'm sure that i'm sure they're working mm. on it at stoke this afternoon they probably uh, in readyman for next season <laughs> when they play villa um i'm well, sure that won't play. happen villa might I'm, come up well they, oh, okay stoke might not go down oh you said that as a secondary thing <laughs> oh you? you don't know do you so and yeah. uh, i was watching the 2020 last night and uh have you ever pulled any? I mean, what if this no, is out? I'm going to ask the I've listeners. Never pulled no, not speed. you. But have you ever? I mean, what have you pulled to stop? Now, within reason, obviously, to stop a player getting away. I mean, it's often shirts, isn't don't it? Say like, his wife. No, no, yeah, don't say his wife because yeah. that, we're not putting that out or anything else that way. in the vicinity. So, uh, but, but, but beards. I mean, has anybody ever had their beard pulled in again? The Hoxton Rovers. They must live with it on a day, <laughs> on a weekly basis. What a team! What's it like playing for Hoxton Rovers yeah. in the Shoreditch and uh, Hackney League? I mean, the beard pulling Team that goes of Alan on. Corks. Yeah, the beard pulling that goes on at that level. Let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSO. They obviously have a coffee at half time rather than a tea. They probably do. But they have to wait to a certain when the water gets perfectly hot enough. Yeah. And they only when the beans are absolutely That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the 2020, and uh, the match was reduced uh, to a, a Duckworth Lewis. Thing. Oh, right. And he, 
it just doesn't work for 2020. Duckworth, Lewis and Stern have got to come up with a better system than this. Yeah, they've got to come up with a better name, really. Well, they have, really. Because I even wrote to Harsha Bogle on Twitter about this. I was so... I'm waiting for Stern to leave and go solo. <laughs> Bring could. out his solo album. Well, he, he should, because seriously, they, you're either asked to chase a ridiculous number. like This was 71 in six overs, mm. which is pretty impossible. No time to look at even one ball. Or the target is too easy because you've got all your wickets in hand. They need to come up with a system that is less runs but less wickets. So you can only, you know, if you lose five wickets, that's it. You've only got five wickets worth to get it and this sort of thing. But it would make it a lot better. Otherwise, it's just pointless. They might as well just give them one point each and don't bother, would be my view. I've got, um, bad, I've got bad news. Oh, have you? <clears throat> Another World Cup scare story has just come on. Oh, no, what is Jimmy it? Jimmy Furman has heard oh, yeah. that uh, Russian ultras are training Kodiak bears. No, I don't mean that one. <laughs> Jerry's got that one. He's, he's writing yeah. that down. So basically, the bears are being attacked to, pe- to attack people in England shirts. They're showing them England shirts. They only attack people in England shirts. These bears need locking up. Hashtag killer bears. Mm. So he's really going to it, Jimmy. Thank you for passing that on. We'll, we'll look out for killer bears when we're over there. It's true. So um, they've started coming in already, the World Cup scare story. It's a good idea. Yeah. You see Delhi Alley yesterday, um, he went to a, a sort of fancy dress party as yeah. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Quite as Peaky Blinders. Well, as somebody from Peaky Blinders. Yeah. He, I won't say what I thought he really looked like, because I know you will all only rush to his defence. <laughs> he had little glasses on and a cap, didn't he? He didn't look good. Well, well you know, it, it doesn't look like something from the 20s, isn't he, really? What do yeah, you I expect suppose. him to look like? It's um, Less like E.T., I would have said, but there you oh, go. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> what can you say? And uh, a royal... We were, actually, now, I'll say this to Rupert. It's about a royal trio of or trio of royal-linked horses that are okay. getting everybody excited at the National. Um, very unfortunate, Nicola Adams, uh, the girl that she was engaged to, yeah. has, has left her and taken up with this... Well, this well, who knows what went on. There are well, other stories from the Nicola Adams camp that the relationship fizzled out, oh, okay, and she's enough. on the rebound, okay. her, her former partner. Well, I'm, I'm going with the Oracle, the Daily Star, the man who nicked... <laughs> These are the people that just told you there's gangs of female hooligans <laughs> no, no. roaming the streets looking for the moose. Rubbish, really, isn't it? Yeah. The man who nicked the lesbian ex-fiancé of champion boxer Nicola Adams spoke yesterday of his love. Personal trainer Frank, no last name, is to marry... Just Frank? Yeah, just says Frank. Marlon Esparza, uh, after an engagement, ended in tears. We don't know why. It could be whoever you believe. The American hunk said on social media, on June the 3rd, I'm going to marry the girl of my dreams, the love of my life. Yeah. The person that was designed specifically for me. I'm thinking, don't say that. That's, I'll give it five minutes. Oh, Andy. <laughs> now, you don't want to be... That is such an arrogant thing to say about anybody. This person's designed especially for me. Wow. Do you know what okay. I mean? Well, that can be arranged in certain circles, <laughs> can't it? <laughs> this is just called Frank. Frank. Just Frank. Really? It's it. And uh, this is... He hasn't, he hasn't got a massive head. <laughs> And he didn't do it in song by saying, I love this girl, she is my, she is designed for me. Yeah, 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 no. Wasn't that Frank? No, it wasn't. No, sadly, sadly can't be the late great. And uh, there were stories yesterday that Danny Drinkwater will be considering his future at the end of the season. And mm. Some Chelsea fans seem to be sort of gleefully What is saying, considering your future? Do you think they kind of sit around in cafes, <laughs> just rubbing their chins? Yeah, well, what are you doing there? What are you doing there, Danny? what sort of beard he's got. But, well, uh, will you give me five minutes? I'm just considering my future. But I... Honestly, I mean, some Chelsea fans are sort of you know, saying, waving him goodbye and all this stuff. I cannot think of a player that's been treated worse than yeah. this play. I think the club have treated him appallingly, especially Conte. And what is fascinating is, I was thinking about this, last year when Chelsea won the league, he very rarely played Fabregas in a two. He played <coughs> Matic and, and Kante, mm. and then he'd play Fabregas either in the, the three, with you know, just behind Costa. Never played him in a two. Or he played, never played him in a two. And he played him, so, but somehow this season, he thinks he's good enough yeah. to play in a two every game. Mm. So you, you just what does that suggest to you? You know, the whole thing. Well, when the DVD just comes this out, game, isn't it? You know, where I'm not playing him because I didn't want him. You bought him, and I'm not playing him. So now. you're saying when the DVD comes out, it will be let's take you back now to 2017, 18, the springtime for Hitler season, as we now call it. <laughs> absolutely, that, you reckon? Well, I, I, I'm convinced of it. Absolutely, okay. the one game he did play in, against United, Chelsea looked quite good in midfield. They looked quite good in the whole game. Yeah, but, um, I'm surprised he's not played more. I'm ah, with you on that one. You know, so, he did win. Especially, the league with Kante yeah, two years especially ago. Especially as the two of them, oh, no. as a unit, won the league. It's poor. It's poor. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Ben Ryan was the Englishman that coached at Fiji to Rugby Sevens Glory uh, in the Olympics and won them gold and became a national hero. His uh, story is an amazing one and uh, it's told now in his book uh, Sevens Heaven. Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon. To nice to be here. It is a crazy tale, isn't it? It was, a real, it was just a chance uh, tweet from your mate telling you that the Fiji job was up for grabs and, and that kind of set the ball rolling. This is, it's as straightforward as that, mm. yeah. And, uh, and a series of 2am um, Skype interviews and then a phone call in a pub in Richmond given 20 minutes to to make my decision not knowing how much I was going to get paid how long the contract was that my boss was the dictator that my line manager was a convicted murderer you know all those sort of things <laughs> all those sort of things yeah. um, but you say you made your mind up after two seconds you, yeah. as soon as they offered you the job um, you knew you wanted I mean you obviously had to discuss it with you with your missus and stuff, because it's a big big decision, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was a big decision. However, um, I'd become really stale. I hadn't become a very good version of myself. I'd become a bit worn down by the system. I'd been brought in as a young coach to England, quite creative, left of field, got chipped away a little bit, ended up falling out with my boss, um, and no, I knew I wanted to leave. And my last game was a World Cup final, and Sevens got the team to, to the to the final against New Zealand, first time in 20 years. I didn't really feel excited about winning that semi final to get in the final. I mm. knew it was time to go, and Fiji was that was that reset mm. button for me. So, you, were you aware how big it is in Fiji Sevens? I presume you were. I played against Fiji um, as a player. I'd coached some of the boys that are in the British Army that are Fijian, and um, and I'd coached against Fiji for England. But I wasn't aware of the, you know, just how, 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 mm. how big it was on the island. It is, is huge. It's you know this this tiny little dot in the middle of the South Pacific. Yet you know in rugby sevens, they're they're world beaters. And you, you, I mean, you say you were given twenty minutes, but th- that doesn't really tell the whole thing, does it? Because they called a press conference and said we've called the press conference, <laughs> and you said what for? I said well to announce you as the. Uh, the coach, but you'd not yeah. actually said yes to the job. No, I hadn't. You didn't even hadn't. know you'd got it at no. that point. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a clue, and I'd, I was half a bottle of red wine down in the pub as well. Um, <laughs> and that quickly, that was quickly a full bottle down. Mm. Um, yeah, Berlin Kafoa, where he was the stand-in CEO because my original interview was with the chief executive that got sacked immediately after my after my interview. So I thought it was all over. And uh, Berlin rang me up and gave me twenty minutes, and and like I said, made the decision. And four days later. Um, I'd paid my way to Fiji. That was also a little red flag that they asked me to pay for my really? flights. And what, and they give you the money when you got there? Yeah, that ne- obviously, well, that never <laughs> happened. And, I, and it wasn't until, you know, I, I was flying back at Christmas to get get all our gear and move back that they, they told me that they didn't have any money and, they, and is it okay if I went unpaid for, for up to six months? And wow. um, with all of that stuff happening, I'm not sure how you can, you know, maybe Brazilian football, but when you're coaching Fijian boys... All of that stuff he gets pushed to one side because of just the sheer joy of coaching them. Mm. You know, so talented, so grateful. None of them come from from um, a rich background. You know, the rich boy in the team, or say a Klinisau, our captain, took it in turns to go to school because his dad could only fair, afford the bus fare for two out of his three um, sons and daughters. You know, so they were very grateful, and it was their. You know, they did well. It would normally get them a contract overseas, which would ultimately mean that their family were going to get a wage as well. Mm. So it was life-changing. The, uh, when you went there, you kind of found, you know, great natural talent, but it, it needed honing, I think it's fair to say. It, <laughs> it, it definitely did. And, you know, I won the first fitness test, which, which were <coughs> left-handed short-sighted gingers. Not so good. <laughs> and, that, and, and, that, and that's because they just, they just waited for the new coach. They, weren't, they didn't want to try and impress him because they thought if there's a local coach from a certain region, they wouldn't get picked. You know, their cousins or, oh, yeah, or yeah. somebody in the army would get, would get the nod in front of them. And they didn't have any money. The, cl- the, the union had gone bankrupt. They were getting uh, investigated by World Rugby, so all that funding had stopped as well. Mm. So I literally was putting petrol in the bus in those first few weeks, and I was scouring the islands, not all 355 of them, but lots of them, to find talent and and it was there in abundance but I just had to I just had to give some you know a solid framework for them to do their thing did you like living in Fiji I did I I loved it it took time to get used to the pace of life you know it's a third world country um, so you know although you do think beaches and and palm trees most people live in in the interior in settlements or in villages that might have you know minimum of facilities there might there's still be long drops in some of those places there might be one generator that that works once once a week you know there's the those sort of things um 
takes time to get used to but once you do get used to the pace of life and they're so grateful for what little they have you know without getting too deep about it it does change your perspective on everything really mm. did you live in suva yeah. no i didn't like i, I don't like suva's the capital, capital it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit dirty <clears throat> and a bit city like i lived an hour outside in in um in Sarua, province of Sarua, and uh, a place called Pacific Harbour, out on the beach. So it was um, it, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Culturally, how difficult was it? I mean, you know, I would imagine there was a lot of things that you probably didn't understand when you got there in the, in the behaviour and the habits of the players. For sure. And what I didn't want to do is come in as this English bloke, thinking that I knew it all, and tell them this is how to run your program and do things. I had to, I had to go in. I had to listen and go and meet people and the stakeholders which is the population of Fiji mm. and whether that's my up managing the my boss the, the the prime minister or the players or the or the people I had to garner as much information as I could and then I got, I got to um plan my work and then work my plan so yeah I I adapted but but my outlook on the game is a simple one and it's an offloading attack minded game which suited the way Fiji wanted the game to be played as well. So there was a there was there was a lot of happenstance and luck in in my appointment mm. as well. We knitted together quite well. Did oh. you think you could win gold when you when you went off to Rio? I f- yeah, and I, I, look in the in the first few months it was it, uh, don't get me wrong it was very difficult. But there's that the, I saw the talent mm. and I had coached the England team for eight years, mm. so. I could quite easily like get a barometer of what world class looked like and I could see that all around us. We just had to stick some systems in place. Yeah. So after six months, yep, yeah, I thought and and my second tournament in charge. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first one that I selected the team was... We, you know, it was Dubai Sevens. They hadn't ever won it before, and we beat New Zealand forty-four nil in the semi-final. Mm. You know, they put eight players on the field, which, um, you know, they hadn't done the maths right there in the seven-side game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. idea, is it? <laughs> really? And uh, and and, uh, and that set the standard that with a little preparation, they 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 would go a long yeah. way. And so I, I knew that it would be down to us come Olympic Games, not the opposition. After you won the final against England, did anybody from the RFU come GB. up? GB, yeah, GB. <laughs> after we won, well, actually, after we won our first world title, it was at Twickenham, and the the CEO Ian Ritchie came over and warmly shook my hands, and I always got one well with him. Um, my my line manager avoided avoided that um, situation, so he didn't. Um, and uh, and the following year, the same thing happened, and and when we won the Olympic final. Um, yep, I did get I, I did get the RFU to ringing me up and congratulating me as well as all the world rugby people mm, there. Nice. I mean, there were there was all sorts of people as you, as you know. What about in Fiji? Games. Did they go mad when you went back? Yeah, we had three days bank holidays. Um, 
they mm. we had this this parade around the city um they were sticking babies in front of the road so the bus had to stop and we had to get out of these of the bus to, to sign everyone meet everyone in the village wow. I, you know <laughs> i was given the highest um honor you can in fiji um, made sort of the, the companion of fiji which is the, the equivalent to a knighthood and i'm the first non-fijian chief in in the province now of sarua so uh, ratu penny ryan Ryan Latinara is my uh, is my official Fijian name. Do you use that much? Booking, <laughs> booking tables in restaurants. It's a long one back on in a, London. It's a long one on an email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I came back a few months later, and they had uh, decided to um, put my face on their fifty cent piece coins <laughs> and and on on the wow. banknotes. So um, it didn't. Get, when I talked to the prime minister, he was not particularly pro Great Britain post coup, especially. And so they took the Queen's head off the coins and oh. the notes, and then they replaced it with with my head. So. The the um, the final <laughs> itself. Amazing. I mean, because it was like Team GB, and everybody gets very excited when Team GB are in a final. But I mean, they were so roundly cuffed in. I mean, was it twenty nine nil at half time? Wasn't it? I mean, it was. Just, I remember the game. It was. Yeah. I mean, they were so good. I mean, you often you'll get powerful players and you'll get quick players, but you don't often get a mix of players that are that quick and that powerful. And in full flow, they were just brilliant to watch. They were, and it's um, you know my, my ultimate job as a coach is to make myself redundant. So you can go in the stand, have a beer, and watch them because you know everything's sorted. They understand it. I probably could have done that in the final. Very little I had to do. The game mm. was won in the first 30 seconds. It was actually won in the warm-up when I watched the Great Britain boys um, go out to, to warm up and they were very stiff. There was a huge entourage around them. There was no smiling. It was all whistle-led. It was all run by the coach. Our boys were late for the warm-up. They were in the changing room dancing with each other. Um, they weren't feeling overconfident. They were just competent and knew what was going on. And when we ran on the field, it was like the bell was about to go at lunchtime and, and they were going out to have some fun. You oh. don't always get that sort of perfect place as a coach. No, but how do you get, how do you replicate that? Whatever you do, wherever you, whoever you coach <laughs> at sevens after that, it will never be quite the same, will it? Yeah, you hope that that's not your highlights, but mm. ultimately you know that, that sometimes, you know, that they, 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 they come at different points. Sure. Um, you just try to create this environment that gets the best out of people. It's as simple as that, really. Yeah. Be consistent. Aren't they going to want you for the next Olympics? Surely they are. They're actually, they had a, they didn't have a great year after the Olympics and they've now started to recover and hit some form and they're playing brilliantly. They're, they're, you know, they won mm. Hong Kong last weekend. They're probably favourites for the Commonwealth Games this weekend. Um, and, you know, some, you don't always get a chance as a coach to leave on your own terms. And I did that and I've done sevens and, and what, the future will be somewhere else. Yeah, and basically, you know, it, it, obviously it worked out, didn't it? Taking that, <laughs> that punt, which was risky at the time financially and everything, it was... Uh, it's kind of it, it seems like it rejuvenated you as as, as a coach. Bro. Yeah, it, it, it changed everything for me, and it's those decisions where you you have that you, you you're so excited, and at the same time you feel sick, um, and you, you just have to go with it and take a risk. And I'm so glad I took that decision. I didn't really have any of the information at hand, but mm. my gut said go for it, and uh, it was probably certainly in my career the best decision I've ever had brilliant well it's a great story and a great read we do recommend it Ben thanks for coming in appreciate no, pleasure. it pleasure thank uh, you Seven's Heaven is available now the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast good afternoon Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport we're in the final hour of the show we'll bring you more live racing from the first day of the Aintree Festival that's at uh 325. We're going to play one size fits all. Now, if you've not heard this before, it's pretty straightforward. Mm. Fits all, the former professional footballer known as uh, one size in the dressing room. Yeah, good. Uh, you may remember Zondeki, the fine uh, cricketer, mm. um, known as um, All Hands. All in, Hands. Yeah. In the dressing room. You get the idea. We are mm. looking for um, what would they be called in the dressing room? This list of um, footballers from uh, uh, Leagues 1 and 2 that I have in front of me. That's all you've got to go for. If you've heard it before, you'll get the idea. If you haven't, you'll pick it up very quickly. So uh, Andy is the arbiter of uh, who's right and who's wrong. It's just a bit of fun. There's no cash prize, or indeed no prize at all. It's just for pride. (laughs) Pride. So um, (laughs) just do it for pride, folks. So give us a call if you would like to take part in One Size Fits All at 3.30. 08717 That's 08717 We need two TalkSport listeners to go head-to-head and just tell us uh, what this list of people would be known as. In the dressing room. It's as simple as that. Anyway, um, more fallout then in Italy, not just from last night, as we say, 
but uh, from the incredible game the night before in Rome. Tancredi Palmieri, Italian uh, football journalist and broadcaster, joins us now. Tancredi, good afternoon. Buongiorno, guys. Buongiorno, everybody. Well, what's being said, uh, well, not just in uh, not just in Turin today, but across the whole of Italy after what happened in Madrid last night? It's a mess. It's really a mess. <laughs> everybody just talking about that, which, in fairness, it's also a bit of a pity because we have witnessed uh, a fantastic football game, a fantastic performance from Juventus, mm. almost a perfect master plan, and things happen. I mean, the expression is another one, but I know I can't use it that on air. No. Let's say things happen yes. in life, so <laughs> for how much it hurts to lose um, that game, 15 seconds to the end, with a penalty uh, for how much it helps, but it can happen. But unfortunately, today there is not any talk about that. It's all about the penalty, the referee, the decision, uh, and especially about the words, the massive words, uh, too much massive, uh, from uh, the Juventus president, Andrea Agnelli, and for Gigi Buffon in the post-match. Andrea Agnelli uh, basically saying uh, in a very unhappy sentence, I have to say, saying uh, the only unhappy person tonight will be the referee uh, going home, uh, saying, uh, basically, uh, saying, uh, threatening uh, the ref, Pierluigi, the commissioner of the referees, uh, Pierluigi Collina, saying uh, uh, he's been staying too much at his place, uh, he wants uh, to pretend to not to be biased, um, penalizing all the Italian teams in uh, Europe. And this is no more a standable situation, which is a bit of uh, a long time, I would say, failed between Colina and Juventus, because Colina was the referee of the 2001 game Perugia-Juventus that made lose the Scudetto oh. uh, to Juventus. Italians never forget. Uh, um, and then Buffon, uh, mamma mia, Buffon, uh, you know, although one thing are the executives and one thing are the players, so in some way you you can comprehend, maybe not uh, share, but comprehend the reaction of Buffon. He maybe went too far, Buffon said, uh, Michael Oliver, the referee, was an animal, a beast, uh, a garbage bin, uh, he got, no, in place of the heart, he had a garbage bin, mm -hmm. and he went to the point of saying he was uh, a killer, uh, with that decision uh, and all in all for, for a penalty that could actually be awarded. Imagine if it uh, was completely out of uh, reality. In the interest of fairness, though, on your Twitter feed, I saw that you put up a, a shot of the Isco disallowed goal, which does yeah. look as if he was onside. So, you know, you win some and you lose some. Yeah, in fact, uh, well, to be honest, I saw that in real time, but uh, I graduated referee when, in 2000 with the same masters of Collina in Bologna, so maybe uh, Agnelli wouldn't have <laughs> mm. uh, liked not even that. But yeah, I mean, that was also a tough call anyway. It wasn't an easy call, but considering that uh, uh, Andrea Agnelli asked for video assistant refereeing after the game, which is something uh, to support and to back, obviously, because football is going uh, ahead and not going back. But you should uh, just you have to put everything in context. So with VAR, actually, that would have been that goal for Real Madrid. It's I can tell you today is a huge mess. It's everybody talking about that, and unfortunately, majority of people and media also are pointing. Uh, not people, no, but the media definitely are pointing at the fact that uh, Italians were robbed and everything, which. It's a bit of a shame and a pity because it's also overshadowing the things you were mentioning. These two days of football from Italy never rule out, never write off Italians, just never. And I have to tell you, um, we have seen some kind of demonstration like that in the past, for example, Euro 2016. But the Euro 2016, it was also based on that old guard that you wouldn't know how long would, would last. Buffon, Chiellini, Barzagli. This one from Juventus and the one especially from Roma, mamma mia, it was a masterclass made also by 
uh, with a combination with new generations. Uh, Di Francesco, a completely brand new figure in on international level. The Allegri comeback. Uh, I, I have to tell you, for, we have a, f- a few days with the headlines going on on the head-to-head Spain-Italy that was a 7-1 last week. Mm. In the end, it finished 8-7. <laughs> Unlucky, but 8-7 is not bad when you are down 7-1. Pretty good. Mm. There's finally, um, one, of the, one of the interesting stories to come from uh, Rome after the, uh, the, the fantastic result on Tuesday was that the owner of Roma, James <laughs> Palotta, decided to go for a swim in one of the renaissance fountains it's a 500 euro fine apparently and uh, he's been very apologetic he's even phoned the mayor of rome to apologize he said it all, the emotion was too much for him not only that but the day after when he paid the uh, fine he also has a goodwill he offered 230,000 euros to restore the fountain of the Pantheon. Well. Now, I wanted to tell you, to say to James Pallotta, the Roman president, that I have a bath at home that <laughs> needs to be fixed if he wants to come to take a bath. And then even a couple of thousand of pounds would be good for me. It's fine to restore everything. Fantastic. But, thanks, uh, thank you, really. We're out of time, Tank. Thanks very much. We'll speak to you soon. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks to you. Bye, guys. There we are. Tancredi Palmieri there. Over. <laughs> He's entertaining, in isn't he? Italy. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. One size fits all. Yeah, time for one size fits all. Fits all the fine football and owners one size in the dressing room. But uh, I've got uh, six names in front of me. Seven if we need a tie break. But what are they known as? And what are they known as? Because these are serving footballers well, in yeah. uh, League One and Two. What are they known as in the dressing room? Mm. It's going to be up to Jamie, the Leeds fan, and Rick, the Fulham fan, uh, to tell us. One of them will be victorious. Jamie, very good afternoon. Hello there. Jamie, have you heard this before? I've, I, I have, actually, yes. So yes, you know what yes, to I expect? Uh, yes, I'll kind say of. yes. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of. Okay. You can't remember it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Rick, good afternoon. Legends. Oh, well, I, well, I'm working on the basis yeah. that he has heard it before, <laughs> yeah. or he just bandies that word around <laughs> yeah. willy-nilly. So, oh, and uh, Rick's won it. Uh, yeah, well done, Rick. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, Jamie versus Rick. Um, we're going to toss a coin, are we, to see who goes first? Well, no, no, we don't need to, because in this game, it's about shouting out your name first, isn't yeah, it? We don't yeah, need to toss that's a That's exactly coin. right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, guys, is <clears> give you the name <throat> we've forgotten. of the... I've forgotten how to play it. Give you the name of this person. Shout out your name very clearly, then give us your guess. Don't shout out your guess and then your name afterwards, unfortunately, because yeah. the other person gets first tilt then. So say your name clearly. First one to say their name gets the first tilt of guessing what this person is known as in the dressing room. So uh, here we go then. The first name is the Notts County striker, Jonathan Forte. Jamie. Jamie, what do you reckon? Life begins at. Life begins oh, that's, at. That's good. Uh, life begins at, says Jamie. So, uh, yeah, Jonathan Forte. What do you think, uh, Rick? Naughty. Naughty 40. Naughty 40 or 40 naughty? Well, it could be naughty naughty. Naughty 40. Um, I'm going life begins at 40. Well, I mean, I would have thought you would have gone Basil, Trust House. Yeah. You could have had Fied fied Wine, I went with. Pardon? Fied Wine. Forty fied wine. Forty fied wine. Known as fied wine in the dressing room. Okay, so Jamie's one nil up. Yeah. Um, Rick's giving himself a bit of a pep talk by the sound of it. He's trying to get himself going again. So here we go then. One nil. Shout your name clearly if you know this one. It is the Chesterfield winger, Zavon Hines. Jamie. Jamie. Beans. Beans. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, so he's gone beans as Jamie. You, yes, uh, Zavon Hines. What do you think, Rick? 57 varieties. 57 <laughs> for Heinz. Well, you know, well, it's, it's I, all great advertising. I'm preferred at 57 varieties. Well, you could have had obvious. beans means, you could have had baked beans, you yeah. could have had Gabriel. I've often wondered what the other 56 varieties were. Let's not, let's not go through that now. <laughs> so it's 1-1, one, one, making a fist of it now. It is. Here we go, then. It's the Wimbledon yeah. frontman, <clears throat> Egli Kadja. <laughs> Rick. 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 Yeah, and known as Gugu in the Gugu, dressing room. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. That's yeah, good work. So, uh, Jamie, can you come back with anything? Uh, Egli Kadja. 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 Um, uh, no? I can't think. Can't think. No. You could have no. had 
Falling Star. Yeah. You could have had oh. uh, uh, Rat Cadger. <laughs> rat Cadger. He's a Rat Cadger. Anyway, so it's 2-1. 2-1 to Rick after his pep talk. 2-1 to Rick. Uh, it's the <laughs> scun. Th- he had a good, long, hard talk to himself. We need Prince William to go into we do. <laughs> Jamie's dressing room. We're, he hasn't got a dressing room. Um, Scunthorpe midfielder Dwayne Holmes. Rick. Rick. Under the hammer. They're known oh. as under the hammer. That's pretty good. In the uh, dressing room. What do you think, Jamie? J- uh, Dwayne Holmes. Oh. It's, it's one obvious one, Ooh. really. Is there? Uh, oh. No. It, oh. Oh. I think it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Sherlock, surely. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Eamon on, on talk radio. It could be called Eamon, yeah. Oh, not Eamon, Sherlock, under the hammer. So <laughs> that's 3-1, isn't it? Jamie, it's, that, that, that chat he had to himself was really worked. It's worked. But there's still oh. time. There's still time for you to get back into mm. this, uh, uh, Jamie. Yeah, you yeah, can still is. be in. Okay. It's the Oxford United defender, Rob Dickey. Rob Dickey. Jamie. Jamie. Bird. 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 Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty that's good. good. Bird, yeah. Um, and uh, what do you think, Rick? I'm going to go root one with a bit of tricky dicky. You're going to go tricky. Could be cool. Oh. Tricky. Could be cool. No, tummy. I'm going for the sporting one there. Bird. 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Okay. You're gerrymandering this, as the well, two mics really. say. Okay. Uh, Wimbledon midfielder. 3-3. Three, three. Oh, no, sorry. No, it's 3-2. <laughs> Wimbledon midfielder. Liam Trotter. Rick. Rick. Rodney. Known as Rodney in the dressing Rodney, room. Yes. Well, yeah. What are you yes. going for, Jamie? J- uh, yes, Liam Trotter. Delboy. <laughs> oh, Delboy's just another member of the uh, cast of Only Fools and Horses. I don't think that's going to win it for a man, is it? I thought he might have gone pigs. Not a great I don't know. Well, why is Rodney better than Delboy? Well, because he got there first. And all really, Jamie, I'm not I'm asking you. You All right. 4-2. 4-2. I think we've got to be fair. Yeah. Rick's um, won it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Kenny's estate's going to get a few quid over the summer. They're loving it. Midnight in Moscow, Kenny Bourne is Jasmine. The first song you always think of when you think of Russia, of course. And uh, and the Moose is there for Talk Sport ahead of CSKA versus Arsenal this evening. Good afternoon again, Moose. Yeah, good afternoon. Actually, I hadn't heard that song till yesterday. I'm already fed up with it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, weather looking very nice, uh, Ian, today, even from your photos on Twitter. You know, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you know, there hasn't been a cloud in the sky pretty much since I arrived here. Although, um, I, I went on a bit of a trek today. I went to um, the Lesnicki Stadium. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's looking really good for the for the World Cup. I mean, they, they've really done a good job on sprucing that up. And, and you know, that, that looks the part. The Aquatic Centre next door is a building site. So, I hope they get that finished before the next 59 days. Otherwise, uh, people don't need, need to... They don't need only, an aquatic only, Is this for Deli Alley? I'm going to say it before anybody else does. I'm going to say it before any... You never go at your own mum, but no one else can. No, I mean, I, I simply mean because if, when you go into the stadium, otherwise you've got to walk a long way around because it's a bit of a building site. But um, oh, okay. I'm sure I'm sure they'll tidy it all up before... Um, before the, the big thing, the big competition starts in fifty-nine days' time. Now, um, anyway, hmm. I, I then thought I'd, I'd have a little walk. Oh yeah, little little. Which is not, not like, being which is not like you. Haven't been on tour. No, no, that's a, not hmm. little. Not being the operative word. Hmm. Um, and I thought I would go to somewhere called Sparrows Hill that you mentioned yesterday. Yeah, where, where they, they're going to have the, the fan, fan zone. zone will yeah. be. Hmm. By the way, good luck with that at the moment because I mean that's a build. The buildings like to end all building sites, but there we go. I mean they're still working on on that. And so I, I, I asked the, the, the Russian policeman that I met, who was very helpful and spoke English to, to a certain degree, um, how I got there. And he told me I had to cross over a bridge, which was much more preferable than the cable car, which A, wasn't working because that's still being fixed as well. Um, and B, I'm not very good with heights. So I had to walk over a bridge and then just go up the hill and onto the main road and turn left. So I thought, that, that can't be difficult, can't be very far go up a hill i went through some wood i mean literally epping forest is smaller um and by the way it was covered it's still covered in snow i mean despite the glorious weather and despite the fact we're, we're nearly in may it was absolutely covered in snow so hmm. I, i've i've creaked up this hill and i've got to the main road <laughs> I, i've got to, i've got to this main road and i've turned down to where he said it was could i find this this sparrows hill not for the, not for all the tea in China. Hmm. So it had observation points. So I thought I'll go to the observation point and I'll have a look and see if from there I can see Sparrows Hill. 
trouble was the observation point was closed because you guessed it they're still building it right anyway so so i i, I found moscow university you can't really miss that it's a great big huge thing that stalin built so i have my picture taken near there and apparently sparrows hill is near there but and by the way if everyone's got to go through this wood then yeah. I'm, I'm going to end up coming back stick thin in, like, at the end of the summer. I hope this story's so, got a big ending. <laughs> it's got, it's got, not really. Uh, anyway, I, I then lost my bearings. I couldn't mm. find the mm. underground station. Mm. Ended up walking another hour and a half to find... Oof. In the end, wow. I've walked nine miles today. Wow, nine that's miles. good. That's good for that you. That is very good for you. I haven't walked nine miles in my life before, let alone yeah. one day. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, that's good. Not since, I did, not since I did the London Marathon. And now there's a match tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can, score one of these Russian hats. You've probably seen that um, yes, I've seen gentle yeah, yeah. fans, the, the kind of Russian Federation's kind of warm welcome to fans when they come over for uh, games. They're going to be giving out Russian hats to the Arsenal fans. I, re- I really want one of these. I, re- I, I mean, if there's an Arsenal fan listening over here, listening to the show, p- please come around to the media entrance. I'm too knackered to walk around to where you'll be sitting. Because um, <laughs> I really, really want one of these hats. I mean, they, they sound really good fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I'll try and get hold of one at some point tonight. But you'll yeah, get, I, mean, I know you. You'll get one. I you'll hope so. Get two. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you with the Russian mascot at the at the draw. He was on the blag. Yeah. Um, well, the, the thing the thing was the, the thing with that is right. They give out the teddy bear mascot at the draw, oh, yes. which is great. The problem is they only give you one. You need well, two. You know, sorry, I've got two kids. I can't yeah. go back with one. They don't teddy know bear. that, do they? No, so you know, instead of having to go break. and buy a second one, I, I, um, the, me... the options were either buy one or nick one, or, or blag, blag a second one. In the end, I was able to blag a second one. Now, let me just ask you very quickly. Um, yeah, a couple of players left at home, one or two not starting tonight uh, for Arsenal. That's already been confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Granite Jack has got flu. I mean, quite how he can. Well, I don't know what the weather's like in London, mind you, but I mean, I'm not sure how you can get flu this time of year. But he's, he's got flu, so he's not here. Um, I, I think. I think. <laughs> it's not really. Um, I, I think. I think. That, to be honest with you, Arsenal, whatever team he puts out tonight, should be strong enough. I mean, from what I saw last week, CSK very good going forward. Um, Golovin, who scored the goal, is a player who apparently has been interesting Arsenal, and he scored a terrific free kick yeah, last week. Um, the only trouble is that the average age in the Arsenal team is half of Andy's age. I mean, it's 138 wow. back for the back three, back four, including the goalkeeper, and they all played 12 years ago against Arsenal when they drew 0-0. Well, 12 years ago they were spring chickens. And they probably were very good players. Now they look what they are, which is old men. Um, so I fancy Arsenal to score tonight. I don't think we're going to see any of the sort of drama we saw in the last couple of nights in the Champions League. No, probably not, but you never yep. know, do you? Well, look, enjoy the game and I hope you get a hat and we will catch up with you soon. Well, I've, still got, I've still got my feet in, in frozen ice to try and, you know... Make, make sure they're nice and supple for my next walk, which will probably be later tonight when we park our bus about four miles from the stadium. That's all I'll need. OK, well, keep flying the flag for the UK in these uh, difficult times. There's the moose there over in Russia. That, that laugh will probably get him deported. Um, we've, uh, so we've got that game live tonight from 7 o'clock on uh, TalkSport. And don't forget, we've got the Champions League and Europa League draw on Jim White's show tomorrow Mm, I think Liverpool will be looking forward to that draw. Yeah. Um, they've got a big chance in this competition. Certainly have. Mm. You still saying they can't beat Real Madrid? You, you change your mind well, after last I, night. I still I can't believe Real Madrid. Real Madrid ever. would still be a favourite. It I, makes course, sense. They can't possibly play as badly as that ever again. They yeah. were just. I, I think they were within that thing when you're caught between two stools. You're 4-1 up. You don't really know how to approach it. Sure. And they got overtaken by events, but they were astonishingly poor and very lucky to go through. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon. We reconvene tomorrow with Martin Kellner, the clips, more live racing from Aintree, and mm. comedian Harry Hill will be here. That's right, and I'll be letting you know whether my attempt to link in with John Hammer has come off. Yeah, don't touch that <laughs> dial, eh? Uh, thanks for downloading. Google him. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 